0: of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cavi Productions. Hello, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with the lovely Seth, Sh- Seth Showalter, which is apparently hard to say fast, and <laughs> future <laughs> Dr. Michelle Collins mm, yes. from The Mental Podcast. So first of all, how are you two today?
1: I'm I'm having an iffy afternoon. I don't know. Seth's already wound me up while I was driving. So um, I am having a little bit of a bitchy afternoon, but <laughs> I'm okay. I well,
2: I I didn't you got all wound, sarcastic I sarcastic
1: with me. I didn't wind you, did. you up. You did. You did. Well, already I was. Wound. All right, you're right. I was wound up. You just don't put exacerbated it.
0: <laughs> exacerbated. Well, bitchy's okay. I uh, I spent a decent <laughs> amount of time there. What about you? What about you, Seth?
2: It has been a very long day of at work, but I, and I even had to go to the post office and a lady was so rude and I spent 20 minutes and I still didn't get what I needed, but I am here and I am happy to be here. So <laughs> I, I think it's okay. It's, it's been an interesting afternoon.
0: I feel you and hopefully, and I mean, maybe this is a little arrogant, but hopefully in the interview will both will help both of you feel a little bit better because I always feel better after talking about happiness. Oh well, but good. Yes. If not, <laughs> if not, you're screwed. I can't do shit for you. Yeah, well,
1: then, so. <laughs> you know, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> um, so I wanted to to start um, just sort of talking about where you guys are coming from. So so you both either are working or studying in the mental health field, and you do a podcast um, that's specifically about mental health, right? Correct. Correct.
1: I do it was Seth's baby. He he developed it and started it, and then. Decided he needed somebody to talk with him, so I just show up at the microphone. He does all the heavy lifting. So it's Aww.
2: been a, quite the journey.
0: <laughs> I uh, I love your your little image that you have. The the
1: isn't that awesome, Seth? Seed Seth found that too. He like yeah. I said, he does everything. So.
2: <laughs> I got it through Fiverr actually, and uh, it was well worth the money.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think it's it cool good. too. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of lucky because I just do all my own stuff and I never pay for. Well, anything. that's right. You're a graphic <laughs> artist. So. <laughs> but, uh, so I just, I just wanted to start, I guess, talking about, um, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know if the right word is stigma, but like challenges around mental health when it's not in the setting of a professional, you know, laymen speaking about mental health or, or people doing their own research and stuff like that. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that big mountainous mess of, of opinions Uh, What do you think, Seth? Go ahead. You're the one that works in it every day.
2: Yeah, I think we have to be careful, Mm -hmm. specifically with Google. Yes. It's kind of like uh, the whole idea with uh, WebMD, right? If you ever go to WebMD, when you think you have like a stomach ache or whatever, and you go to like try to find information about it, you're going to walk away feeling as if you are dying from a rare uh, blood (laughs) disorder that comes through your mother's side and <laughs> you know originates from a thir- from another country uh, you you want to be a little careful with it right because mm-hmm. there is a lot of information out there however there's a lot of really good information out there too mm-hmm. so and there's a lot of really good free information in fact even where i work if like you can access hundreds of articles that are empirically based for free you mm-hmm. know, so, so there's a lot of information that's available, but I would just warn that you're looking for information that is published, accredited,
0: um, and evidence-based, and
2: empirically based, you know, it's empirically based because there are also is some stuff out there. That's just not true.
0: Well yeah. well, yeah, like one of the dangers. So, um, I, I didn't, this is okay. <laughs> Sometimes a lot of thoughts come at once and then I, I can't <laughs> get them all out, um, So like we were talking about before, one of the dangers is that there are definitely certain groups, you know, that it works to their advantage to teach misinformation about mental wellness. It, uh, you know, whether you say that it encourages like um, tribalism type thinking and things like that. And so before we go to sort of how to filter for good information, do you guys have any ideas um, for people how to spot bad mental health advice? um well i'll just be very controversial and say you shouldn't
1: be getting your mental health advice from your pastor hands down you should not not unless he's got a doctor behind his name because Mm. i think that happens far too often and in my experience was very detrimental doctor Um, in what psychology (laughs) exactly Exactly. (laughs) if they have a doctor in english literature they should not be talking to you about your mental state they just shouldn't and if they're standing behind a pulpit and they don't even have a basic degree in theology. They certainly shouldn't be talking to you about your mental health. Um, And that happens far too often. That is kind of the socially acceptable Christian thing to do to go get Mm -hmm. Christian counseling from your, from your, um, from your pastor. And often they don't have that kind of training. So you're not going to get, you're going to get through their lens, through their understanding. The other thing is I'll say this, if you're somebody that's taken a class in psychology, you shouldn't be handing out mental health advice to anybody you just
0: shouldn't. Mm. So. Okay, so so that's that's super helpful. Um, I feel uh, like I said before I, I talk about mental health oh, all the time, but I don't I don't necessarily advise. But are you people? passing yourself to, off as like yeah, some exactly. kind of guru? I, I, you know, so that's you know, the I mean, difference. There's a
1: difference.
2: That's the difference because I was getting ready to throw some judgment at Michelle because I'm like, um, what? yes. Throw you your judgment. A, you run a podcast with me on mental health, and all you have done is taken classes on mental health without actually having <laughs> not, a degree. Not a
1: single class. <laughs> oh, so also, it's
2: coming down to numeric value.
1: Um, You know that I have a history with somebody who has taken a freaking single class who decided yes. to psychoanalyze me. So, yes. Yeah. I don't have any respect for that. So yeah, so, that's, that's and, fair. and
2: again, even within our show, Michelle doesn't present herself as a mental health no. professional. She presents herself as a student. And then I come in as a professional. So again, it's not, it's not we can share information that we have found is helpful for right. us personally. Mm-hmm. We can share information that we think is good, but we don't want to pretend as if we are the mental health professional and we're telling you what you need to do because you don't have the right to say that. That's absolutely a mental health professional, really. Mm -hmm. Technically, the power of self determination. But you know.
0: Sort of so if if correct me if I'm wrong, but sort of what you guys are are saying is avoid anyone who doesn't who who doesn't have room to be incorrect, you know, who doesn't have room for questions. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. And then we sort of move on to the next the next phase of it where there's stuff that's sort of helpful, but maybe misunderstood and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I've seen like, sort of like the Bible, Michelle, interestingly, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll see one piece of information and taken in the correct context, it absolutely flows and makes sense, but taken out of context and applied elsewhere is, is, you know, uh, uh, hypothetically damaging. So like to give Mm -hmm. you an example, um, Uh, Something that I really struggle or have struggled with having been through abusive relationships and stuff like that is questioning myself. And in certain circles, you know, they say you should question your thoughts. You should look at your thoughts and and wonder. But if you're actively being gaslit, like that's super fucking dangerous. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then you stop trusting yourself and you start believing the person who's gaslighting you and stuff like that. So in situations like that, what someone could do, again, assuming that they don't have access to, to mental health resources because of location or finances or they're just not ready, you know, how can, how can we sort of figure out where to apply things if we need to, you know, because, I mean, whether we have access to it or not, everybody needs these resources. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I personally believe everybody should have therapy. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> and ironically, it took me years and years and years to even get in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I see there's so much value to it that I, I fully believe everybody has something that they should work through. that mm-hmm. um, would be beneficial. I, I don't know. Seth probably has better ideas on where to find it. The only thing I can think of is, like, there are community resources for people mm-hmm. that are curious or don't have money. Um Again, that's assuming you get past maybe the stigma that many people feel associated Mm -hmm. with mental health, uh, seeking mental health help. Um, But social services and things like that are available in most communities for at least an introductory kind Mm -hmm. of situation.
2: So, yes. And I I feel like there's two conversations here. Uh, There's a conversation on how can a person access resources Mm-hmm. Uh, based upon like therapy, psychiatry, things in the community where they're actually receiving services, mm-hmm. and then there's another conversation on what can they do if they can't get those services so mm-hmm. let's let's first start with going off of what Michelle is sharing with the how to how to access services, and then we can jump into things that might be helpful if you can't.
0: I think that's after, fantastic
2: a- after you make these attempts mm-hmm. uh, but In the United States, there is a thing called ACI, which quite honestly, I don't even know what it stands for. I I think it's access crisis intervention, something like that. But essentially every county in the United States of America has to have some form of crisis intervention support whether that be typically covered by a crisis line now i'm specifically thinking of missouri and i don't know any other resources (laughs) of how this works in other states but in the in missouri like literally all the counties are broken up um, and then there's like an aci which covers a specific region and through that typically comes some form of a crisis line and then community-based services Mm -hmm. and Qualified QH QMHCs qualified mental health centers um, mm-hmm. are located all throughout the United States. Now that's going to look different, obviously, in Canada. In mm-hmm. fact, I have no idea <laughs> what it's like in Canada. Uh, but here in the United States, I mean, we could talk about that a while. But again, I, I think your listeners are in Canada, aren't they?
0: Um. Actually, interestingly enough, uh, I just got 181 on Philosophy Podcasts in Great Britain. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> hey.
2: Um,
0: my listeners tend to be all over the world. I've, I've charted in El Salvador, too. Wow. Um, That's cool. So, uh, so they're kind of all over the world, but I can speak a little bit to the mental health system in Canada and it really is dependent on where you are. So everybody has access to crisis lines, like you're talking about, um, where there's there's phone numbers that you can call if you're, you know, there's suicide prevention hotlines, and then there's also crisis lines. Mm-hmm. We also, in BC at least, have a nurse's hotline so that if it starts to get into like the physio-psycho stuff, you can talk to a nurse. Um, so we have... We have a lot of resources like that. But when you start getting into like smaller towns and stuff, I know that a lot of those places don't have somewhere that you can go. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable okay. calling a crisis line if they're not in crisis. So, you know, the, the preventing the crisis is what a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. But well, thankfully, we have, we have mental health covered, you know, in emergencies and stuff, uh, just like any health.
2: Mm. I just want to throw out: if they're seeking resources, you do not have to be in crisis to call a crisis line. I just want to make that known. Um, I know, (laughs) and I get it because I would never call one. I have worked for one for four (laughs) years, and I would never call one. First of all, they might know me. You can call, but I would never call. (laughs) Right.
1: I know them. I worked
2: with them. It's different. And that's what I. Yeah, you can call for anything. Yeah, and
0: and um, what you mentioned with not ever wanting to call is one of the things that comes up a lot in smaller towns, is right. that yeah. if you live in a town of three thousand people, your neighbors with your therapist, you know, like <laughs> your neighbors with the the therapist, and 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 stuff like that is is sort of like I said, some of the the barriers because I agree with you, Michelle, so so much is is if you can go to therapy, if you can, if you can do that, do it. It's, it's one of the best things you could do for yourself. And it's, it's a, it's a good thing to prioritize um, accessing, you know? Um, So you want to talk a little bit more about how to access um, resources. So if if you don't have therapy and you've tried the crisis lines or you don't want to try the crisis lines or anything like that, what are some other professional options people can go before they start, you know, sort of taking their own wheel?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, I think there's many, and there's many things that people can do where they don't before they get to therapy. Now, again, I am going to encourage therapy, but oftentimes circumstances don't allow it, as you just mentioned. And so a couple things, the main thing is it's kind of reverse from what a lot of people would think in that this needs to be a focus on you. Uh, so often, you know, we're so concerned about everybody else. We really, and I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging you to be incredibly selfish or narcissistic Mm -hmm. in that regard, but you need to start paying attention to how you're feeling. And I would really encourage meditation as a starting point. There are tons of resources on meditation and meditative practices uh, that can be very helpful and might get your mind into the, you know what I'm saying, where Mm -hmm. you might be more in tune with some of the other more advanced things as you move forward
1: well, what do you and, think michelle
0: oh sorry go ahead michelle. honestly
1: i don't know i was waiting for you to answer that one because honestly i'm not sure i mean i i went to therapy i <laughs> and i did life coaching before that i had a life coach for a while um i it wouldn't have occurred to me to try meditation. i mean i did meditation but i didn't that didn't occur to me that that was something you could offer to somebody <laughs> i just was trying to make my brain shut up for a while so <laughs> that's uh oh sorry go ahead seth
2: and I want to apologize, Kara. I like cut you off to go to Michelle. Clearly, I've not been on a guest podcast in quite a while.
1: <laughs> He's used to being in charge. I am.
2: I am. And I did it right there. So apologies.
0: That's okay. That's okay. We uh we just roll with the punches. Um <laughs> uh, so Michelle, uh, you were just saying, um, oh God, life coaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. So going in that direction before I, I jump off of what what Seth was just saying, I'm like looking at you and pointing at you, can't figure (laughs) out. Um, Before I go off of that, um, life coaches is a really another one that I find boggling and overwhelming with people that seem very legit and people that seem less legit. And, um, you know, how do you filter that? Like, you know, when you were looking for a life coach, what is it that you were looking for? Or when you did your training, you know, how did, how did they teach you to show that you're legit?
1: Um, Well, when I found my life coach, he's not certified. Um, You can, there are certified life coaches. There is an organization, a gold star organization that certifies. There's hours that you spend getting certified. Um, The life coach that I used was a friend. Okay. Um, And he was helpful for a while because I had tried therapy previous to him and it wasn't structured enough for me. And so he was much more structured. He helped me through a lot, um, and then it's just been recently that I decided to go back to therapy. Uh, as for me getting my certification, I actually went through an organization that does that certifies life coaches, and there's a lot of education. And my my certification was a year long process, um, and we actually spent time working with people. We had to we had actually had to coach people through something while the instructor listened, which is terribly daunting. uh, (laughs) Um, You're so worried you're going to screw it up. (laughs) I did cheap couples therapy uh, that way. It was a year long process. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's very strange. Um, but yeah, so it was a year long process. Uh, I was three different certifications that I went through, um, to get the final master certification. So there, there are organizations that that you can go through that are professional, that spend a lot of time educating. You can also go online for $29.95 and find a life cer- coaching certification and answer mm-hmm. a few questions and you're a certified life coach. So yeah. you have to still be very careful.
0: And yeah, that's the concern, right? Just like with anything yeah. around these topics. But... I will say that in my experience as a non-professional who talks to a lot of other people who struggle um, is mindfulness um, and meditation practices is one of the few things that uh, in my research, I haven't seen a lot of red flags, like red flaggy Mm -hmm. takes on mindfulness. So I think that that's a fairly kind of safe way to start, because mindfulness is really just about paying attention. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So I would love your feedback.
2: Well, I think it's really about being in touch with yourself, and that's when I said, you know, really to focus. When we start thinking about what can I do without without therapy, if I can't afford it, it's really focusing in on yourself. And I think one of the best pr- ways to do that, first off, is mindfulness or meditation, because it's all about being present
0: hmm.
2: Not not worrying about the future, right. not regretting the past, mm-hmm. but learning how to be okay with who I am right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: think that is that's the starting place. We got to We got to start there before yeah. we move forward.
0: Well yeah, like I mean one of the things I tell myself a lot is to meet myself where I'm at and I have to tell myself a lot because I don't a lot. Um, yeah, but, exactly uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I did uh, I did a one of those um, you know like a, a therapy place we'll put on those little classes um, for for people who are in therapy. And I did uh, I did one on DBT and I found the other concept that's really, really hard to wrap my brain around but seems to be helpful as radical acceptance. Um mm-hmm. and it seems to play really well in tandem with with mindfulness. But yes. anyways, I I don't know why I got on that tangent. I just thought about it and I was like, oh well, yeah, that's
2: Whenever someone says, so in my mind, I thought DBT when I said meditation at the beginning or mindfulness. I connect the two as well, but I didn't say DBT dialectical behavioral therapy because no one else knows what that is. <laughs> we just brought it up, so I feel like we can. They are very much connected. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's throughout its entire training curriculum, which DBT is very instructive. Like it's not something mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a self-talk. Class. Right. It's yeah. not just like you sit on a couch and talk. There's all kinds of things you're doing, activities that you're working through, but it's that's at the center of it. Mm-hmm. And what about radical acceptance uh, has been confusing or difficult?
0: Well, what's the difference between acceptance and radical acceptance?
2: It's a great question. I think when we look at that radical part, it's no exceptions.
0: That's a. Uh, It's radical acceptance, no
1: exceptions. (laughs) Is it it in reference to yourself or to others? um, I mean,
0: the way things are generally, it's, it's a radical acceptance of, of where you're at or where things are, how other people are, or the way the past went or, or anything Mm. that we try to change that we can't control. um, More or less.
1: I can see that would be difficult. It's so hard. Because <laughs> I'm deeply analytical, so I'm always observing everything from every perspective I can find to try and figure out where I screwed it up.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you know, kind of back to those, like, those little nuanced details earlier, too, is one of the things that was really hard for me when I was, I was going through the process of learning radical acceptance um, as a concept and and practicing it as as well as I have been able to so far. Um is that like for some reason in my brain I thought that radical acceptance meant I couldn't you know fantasize about uh, goals that I wanted or future because it's like well that's not where it is and of course that doesn't mm-hmm. you know that's not true but my brain wants to hardline things it's like okay it's you know cross- the board you're a black and white person <laughs> well I, I try not to me right. uh, <laughs> we all try not to be but a lot of us are <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, one so, one of the cool I can things see that that would be difficult. I would struggle with that too. <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah. I would struggle with that as well. So it's okay.
0: This is the first time I've had more than one person on, so it's it's sorry. that's what no, don't be sorry. It's <laughs> it's interesting.
2: <laughs> okay, and I felt guilty on my answer on radical acceptance because I've actually never taught DBT, so I just mm-hmm. looked it up, and I have the I have the answer. Okay. <laughs> the correct answer, not the Seth answer, because he didn't know. Um, but radical acceptance does not mean you are agreeing to a situation or action. It means you are acknowledging that the event happened and is real. Mm-hmm. Acceptance means not fighting reality.
0: Okay. And that's how okay. it,
2: that's what I'm getting to. So that's my answer on that question.
1: <laughs> now well, that you've had a chance to look it up, you mean. <laughs> correct.
2: I, because, because I know T, uh, DBT tangentially. Um, I actually never taught it and I've never received the therapy. I, I know the therapeutic approach and I worked as a coordinator in which I helped all kinds of individuals who were struggling get into DBT groups. Mm-hmm. And I, Coordinated with those therapists, but I never taught it. So. so you knew
0: the press release more than anything. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing I do know about DBT, and and I mean, I'll, I'll close this part of it because I'm obviously, you know, none of us are therapists in DBTs. But uh, one thing I do know about DBT that is really cool is that Dr. Marshall Linehan or Linehan, um, who wrote it, she or who like created the therapy. she put out a book um all about it, but she also put out a workbook that goes along with it. So it's one of the few therapies that is is super easily accessible to start trying to practice on your own, um, although it's better with a therapist.
2: It is better with a therapist, but the tr- and this is the thing I would encourage people. I wouldn't necessarily work through the workbook on your own. I think that's best with a therapist. But what I would encourage is look at the different um, the different practices and components of DBT, like radical acceptance, like cognitive dissonance. Um, looking at these different things because there is so much of that online that is 100% free. Mm-hmm. So really, just focus on those main tenets of the of of the actual therapeutic approach, and I think that you'll find it beneficial.
0: That that is a really good. Uh... A good point is that, you know, I mean, we're, yeah, okay. Anyways. <laughs> I'm, well, it depends. Uh, I
2: need to see the workbook, but if it's a workbook that goes in conjunction with like the DBT groups, is what I'm thinking that you're speaking to. Well, and if that's what it is, that I wouldn't.
0: It was not the same book that I was given. Um, okay. It's okay. it's a green. I wish I had it on me. Uh, it's a green book, and it goes in conjunction with the 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 book that she put out, not for psychologists but for the public. Oh um, oh,
2: then guess use that. But sorry, it's,
0: yeah, it's still probably better with a therapist. You know, like like anything, because one of the things you know, figuring out figuring out what you feel or recognizing when you're lying to yourself, or at least me personally, can be really, really challenging. And, you know, my the, the best therapists I've ever had were uh, felt like assholes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's
2: because they are.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So is there any other kind of thoughts on on the approach? I mean, one thing that would be, you know probably really helpful for the people that it's not a financial access issue but it's a stigma issue or an issue of of pride or religion you know like you talked about earlier I don't know about your particular religious circles but I've definitely been in religious circles where the narrative was, God will heal you, and it's right. in, an insult to God to go to someone else. Yeah. So when you're dealing with these kinds of layers of things, you know, what would you recommend for someone to start peeling back those layers so that they really can move forward?
1: Mm-hmm. I, that's difficult. <laughs> I, because that was my experience. I you know, I struggled with years for depression. And was in the church and was told that it was just a lack of faith, that I wasn't healed, you know, that, and, and I fully believed that if I used medication or anything like that, it would prove that I didn't have the faith that I needed. Mm-hmm. And, and I ended up using medication and not telling anybody, not even my husband. And um, I dealt with so much shame and guilt from that, that I stopped taking the medication cold turkey. And that is a horrific, horrific thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it really messes you up. You know, when, when you're told that, yeah, you should just be better because God is a healer, but you're not better, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I, I actually, what I did is I went to, I had four ladies that, one that had suffered with depression for years, one that just oozed compassion and love. Um, and, and at that time I was still in the church. So one that was very biblically based and I just surrounded myself with these people and I was just allowed myself to be very open and honest with them where I was Mm -hmm. and allowed them to minister to me in the way that they each did from their specific, you know, if if you're depressed, having somebody that's just going to hug you and love you is is a huge thing. You know, Mm -hmm. having somebody that's had experience with depression is helpful because they know, they already know what you're thinking and feeling more often than not. So that's kind of what I did. I I don't know. Oh, what else? What do you think, Steph? I mean, I, I don't know what else there is.
2: Well, I first want to identify what you're seeking it for. So that's something we haven't talked about. Uh, right. We haven't, we kind of just talked about mental health support, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, for what? Well, <laughs> Anxiety, depression. I
0: think uh, that's a good talking, point. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Um, uh, relational issues, uh, substance use. Like, that's a great question. The, 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 it, the, it's going to vary. It's mm-hmm. going to vary dramatically, and the approach is going to vary dramatically. It's something to keep in mind about the mental health community, and specifically things like therapy, or even DBT, Mo- it's all it's supposed to be individualized. Like with mm-hmm. DBT, all of Forget the materials it. that we were talking about, you take that and you apply it specifically to your life. When we talk about mental health, we can talk general concepts and theories, and I mean Michelle's, and you know, she's getting a lot of theory right now. I'm hoping. Yeah. You know, we can talk all day about that, but if at the end of the day, the only person that I have to really that it really impacts and matters to is me. Mm -hmm. It's and and therefore our therapeutic approaches have to be individualized. So Mm -hmm. to even have the conversation on how do you get help, the question is how do you get help on what? What do you want to work on?
0: Well, and, you know, I, I have an interesting, I think, interesting um, mm-hmm. thought on, on that. And that is that there are definitely communities that I've been part of that the conversation with mental health is so little. It's so stigmatized that most of the people don't know what it is they need. They don't know if they have a diagnosis. They don't know if, you know, they're struggling. Like they don't, they don't know. They don't know the difference between anxiety and panic attacks and, and just regular normal run of the day, you know, run of the mill, not run of the day. That's not a saying Um, anxiety, you know, they, so, so while I hear that that is an important question when directing your therapy, I don't think that most people know without seeing someone first.
2: Mm hmm. So then we get into a whole discussion on how do you know that there's a problem um, <laughs> but or, or that you need some type of support. Right. The, the thing again, and I'm going to come back to, is focusing in on yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I would really focus in is start looking at if you think that there's something that's not right. And And really, I'm not. I wouldn't encourage using this approach with other people. Like I mm. think this oh, person yeah. has these issues based on this, you know, ABC. percent agree. You have no idea. <laughs> um, you, we can only talk about ourselves. But ask yourself specifically around this issue. I think I just lost it. I just lost it. What do you think, Michelle?
1: I'm not going to try and guess what you were going to say. <laughs> nice try, but I'm not going
0: to. It seemed like you were going in the direction of self-reflection and reflecting on how much are these problems doing, you know, what how much right. resources am I willing to put into it?
2: Right. And oh, specifically we need to ask ourselves, is this issue is this causing issues in other areas of my life? Specifically looking at when you feel like there's something wrong, if things aren't going right. Ask yourself in what areas, mm-hmm. because if because it could be situational, right, or it could be like mental health based, in which we want to look at things like anxiety and depression, and then we can kind of go down that path. But before we even can get there, we first have to identify where the issues are taking place.
0: Mm-hmm. Like like sort of identifying um, how it manifests in your life, so that you can sort of backtrack from there instead of going, Mm -hmm. well, I feel like it's this and this and this because I read it on (laughs) WebMD. Okay, well, that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, before we play a game, I wanted to ask you guys, can you just share a little bit more about mental and how it works and how people can find it?
1: Mm, Go ahead, Seth.
0: No, I want to give this to you.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, as I said earlier, mental was Seth's baby. He he developed it. Um, it's meant for mental health professionals and for the layperson to offer support, answer questions, um, provide a safe place for people to to explore what they're feeling or thinking. Um, we we've done a few different topics. We started with uh, imposter syndrome, which was a lot of fun. We both suffered greatly from.
2: <laughs> which was a that. lot of fun. <laughs>
1: Um, but what, what we've do done, what, <laughs> yeah, mine too. But what we've tried to do is we take a month and we develop around a certain topic every month. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're going a little more in depth in January or was it February stuff? I don't remember now. I think we argued this the other day, but, um, we started an overview of trauma. We did a month of an overview of trauma, generalized trauma, but now we're, we're concentrating on the different things that actually happen that produce trauma. Uh, so last month we did domestic violence this month, we're doing child abuse um, if memory serves and I think Seth mentioned this uh, I think we're going to have a month coming up on religious abuse as well Okay, that's or next. religious trauma
2: that's and next month
1: that's the next one that he wants to do um, but basically yeah we're just trying to offer a lot of information about subject matter uh, again neither one of us is saying hey you should listen to this for therapy That's that would be mm-hmm. unethical nice. Well, yeah, <laughs> we don't do that. Um, but we we offer uh, a Facebook group where people can come and again find community and support, ask questions, offer advice to one another. Again, in there we clarify that if you ask us a question, we are not your therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we may we're going to answer it very generalized, not very specifically. Um, so it's. It's just information basically. What were you going to say, Seth? I saw you
2: motion. Nothing. I feel bad because I gave it to him. Like, that was beautiful. Like, we should record that and use that on the show. Uh, <laughs> it was excellent. We
0: have that technology. There you I go. Know,
2: <laughs> but I hope so. Yeah, I'm really, I don't know the adjectives to use around the current the series we're currently doing. But let me just say, I'm. I'm emotional about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's important, and it means a lot to me. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping to do a six month series, essentially. And um, right now we're we're doing a series on child abuse. And I will just be honest; these aren't light topics. No, (laughs) no. These are not like you know, listen to with your full family kids in the car. I this is something that that we're really looking at these situations and really unpacking them Um, we're providing a ton of information on statistics but also considerations both for the mental health professional to consider as well as just everyday everyday individuals Mm -hmm. Um, we have a website now that has all of our information on there it has links to all of the different apps as well as you can um, actually listen to our episodes on the website. You can access our store. Uh, I also put out um, weekly updates on all the different episodes that are coming out, and we're hoping to do a newsletter, Okay. Kara heard this when we were getting started. Uh, It might not happen till May. We will see. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm
1: being difficult. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, my day, my day job is keeping me pretty busy. The month of April is a nightmare for me. So. I can
2: imagine. I am happy that I am not doing what you do for a living. <laughs> uh, but we really are trying to be a show that that provides information and support. Mm-hmm. And so if that is something that you're interested in, please jump into our Facebook community. If you really want to take a risk, join our Marco Polo group, but it's <laughs> kind of dead. And lately it's just been me coming in there venting about work. So that's <laughs> that's that's our Marco uh, Polo you know, right now.
1: We we joke all the time that the that the podcast is really just for he and I to work out our issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, I say that it's to my boyfriend out. About mine is like, I feel like I like I talk to so many people who are different kinds of professionals or who have lived these amazing lives. And I'm always like, like, it just like feels like it doesn't feel like therapy, but it feels very uplifting and I'm working through (laughs) stuff and understanding things differently. And so, but I I try not to think of it as like a vanity project, you
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which I I feel so self-conscious about it because I swear to God, every subject matter that we come up with, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got that. Oh yeah, that's in my past. Oh yeah, I dealt (laughs) with that. So I have triggers all over the place with child abuse and domestic violence. I'm deep breathing behind the microphone so I'm not freaking out. (laughs) Seth's sending me messages like, Are you okay? Are you
2: okay? (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) Breathe. breathe, Just take a deep breath. Breathe. And so that I can we talk about That really quickly because these are actually happening so mental is doing something new in regards to how we're doing our episodes mm-hmm. and i'm this i i can say the adjective i want to i'm excited about this <laughs> we are interviewing um, individuals with lived experience on all of these topics and then taking taking a portion of that interview and then playing it live during the episode with the individual's consent. Um, So not only are we providing information, but then we're making it real life. And then we kind of play these clips and Michelle and I process
0: it. Showing Um, how the, how that uh, information actually can apply. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's lived experience, basically, um, you know, which can be very difficult. Like I said, when we did domestic violence, we had somebody on that, you know, spoke about their experience. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, Child abuse, that one has been tough. These are people that are living, you know, that are living out what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it becomes very emotional. Um, mm-hmm.
0: It sounds and, like it.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of difficult for us as we're sitting there listening to chat, like I'm processing as I'm listening to him. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, it gets, it gets a little in, de- in depth and emotional. So it's, uh, so luckily we're, uh, I think for me anyway, I, I'm happy that we're only doing specialized clips within the actual podcast itself. And then we have the, the full interview. Do available for Patreons on our Patreon account. So, okay. if anybody wants to
2: listen well, to the whole thing, they can. They're, and we're saying they're available on Patreon. <laughs> Seth is editing quite slowly on those. I, because, yeah, they'll get there.
0: <laughs> I hear you. And it's actually really funny because I was just going to ask how people can support you. So, it's just mental podcast on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. if anyone's interested in supporting them after they listen and are like, holy, this is bomb ass then just go to patreon.com slash mental podcast and you will find their work.
2: Um, Or just go to our website, which is mental-podcast.com. I I literally talked about the website and didn't give you the website.
0: (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to write it all in the uh,
2: the show notes. That literally happened live, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Our website is www.mental-podcast.com. If you go there, you can get links to everything. Including resources to most of the resources that we are including and talking about in the episodes are also listed there.
0: That is where I am trying to get with my website, but it is slow because I am disabled and have a different, it's a whole thing. Uh,
2: I understand. (laughs) Running a shop and getting that thing to work has been one of the most difficult things I've ever done (laughs) in the technological sphere. It's so hard.
0: Well, I haven't. I uh, yeah. I bought. I like instead of doing drop shipping. Sorry, this is way off topic, and I'm sorry. It'll be quick. <laughs> but instead of doing drop shipping, I just like bought from Sticker Mule a few stickers because uh-huh. I needed something for my patrons, and because so like I've got bumper stickers and stuff. And I'm like, like the idea of drop shipping scares me, but the idea of having to inventory everything here scares me. So I have no idea what I'm doing, basically, which is nothing new. <laughs> um, I'm
2: right so, there, right there with you, sister. <laughs>
0: So, the way that we're going to do this game, um, I don't know if either of you guys have ever listened. Don't answer. It's okay if you haven't, so don't, don't answer. Um, but if, if, you, if you have, then you would know that I usually just make people guess words from a different country. But because there's two of you, I thought that we could do it sort of competition style was like zero stakes. So, <laughs> what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a word. And whichever of you guys gets the closest answer will get a point. And if you both get the right answer, you'll each get a point. And if neither of you get an answer that's even close, then nobody gets a point. Okay. And then we'll we'll tally it up. I'm going to find a pencil. Oh, yeah, really loud paper. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Mechanical pencil life. Okay. Are you? Oh, shit. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'll start with... Uh, I'll start with Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Seth, what's your answer?
2: What kind con- I'm guessing what oh, country Canada.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, Canada slang. What does Chesterfield mean?
2: Oh, what does it mean? I'm th- okay, Chester. <laughs> Chester thinks <laughs> makes me think of a mouse and a okay. field makes me think of a field. Okay. So I'm thinking of a mouse running through a field. I that's all I got right now. Um, but uh, the, yeah.
0: So like field mouse is your answer. Yeah. Okay. Michelle, any? Slam my knee, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> I I literally have no idea. All right, so that's a zero <laughs> and zero, and it is a couch. <laughs> a couch. <laughs> it's a couch. How I the didn't hell did it you up. get there?
1: <laughs> how does that? How does one get to couch no. from that?
2: there is a town 30 minutes from where I am right now called Chesterfield
0: it's, it's a couch
1: <laughs> it's a couch
0: yeah it's like <laughs> only it's in Canada <laughs> an intrinsically designed floral pattern couch if you want oh, more specifics okay um, okay this one maybe you'll know if you know any Canadians what's a toque oh Jesus
1: I know no know Canadians
0: it's a noun <laughs> which means it's a uh, person place thing or idea
1: a toque
2: Friend,
0: (laughs) a pipe, it is a beanie. Okay,
2: (laughs) I should have known that.
1: Well, I'm gonna learn a lot tonight. I don't think I'm gonna know any of these.
0: (laughs) Oh, I said this one earlier, so maybe you'll know it. Oh, maybe. (laughs) What is a newfie?
1: Oh,
2: Newfoundland,
1: Newfoundland, yeah, somebody from Newfoundland. 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 Nice one and one, (laughs) wouldn't know that otherwise.
0: All right. What does it mean to be a keener?
2: Carol. Uh, we, that's not nice to call That's not nice to say of the keeners.
1: Uh, a student?
0: No. Um. <laughs> a,
2: ke- a keener. Is it a, like a, like a jug of water?
0: No, it's someone who tries too hard. He's a real keener. (laughs) Like they're awfully keen on it, you know? Oh my
1: goodness.
0: (laughs) All right. So we are one and one. So hopefully we'll have a break here. Um, Do you guys know what a double double is?
1: That's a hamburger from (laughs) In-N-Out.
0: It is, but that's not what it means in Canada because we don't get In-N-Out. Even to much to my boyfriend's chagrin, we don't have (laughs) In-N-Out.
1: I don't know then. It was a uh, two-story house. Nope. Shoot.
2: Double person bicycle?
0: That would be, both of those would be neat, but it's really just a coffee with two creams and two sugars. Oh my god! <laughs> I do drink I coffee. Quit. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> okay, we're going to do <laughs> one more. There's no more. way I would know that. <laughs> we're going to do one I'm more, joking, and I have a Cara. feeling it'll be a tie. Um, do you guys know what a toonie is? Bonus points if you also know loony related word. Oh gosh.
1: A cartoon?
2: It can't be that easy.
1: It can't be, but, you know, I...
2: A toonie? Yes. I have no idea. A um, a tool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a technical sense, so I will give the tie to Seth. It is a $2 Canadian coin. Or a loonie is a one-dollar Canadian toy coin, oh. and I often say money is a tool. So I give it to Seth. Um, <laughs> well, thank I have you guys. No clue on any of
1: these. Thank you guys
0: so so much. This has been a lot of fun for me. Do you guys have any closing words before I say goodbye?
1: My my Canadian trivia has just is non-existent. I, I'm out of the loop.
2: So I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to first of all, if you're listening to this episode, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Second of all, if you are struggling and if, I want you to know that that you matter, that no matter what has been going on in your life i don't I don't care who said what or who did what you matter and there is help available. Now, as we talked about, you might not be able to get it in the the shape and form that a lot of other people can, but that doesn't mean that help is not not available in some way, shape, or form. And so I, I want to just encourage you not to give up and to please reach out for help, whether that be a friend, a parent whether that be you know reaching out to a podcast hotline i don't know if kara has one but i know a lot of <laughs> podcasts do for more information to get resources but reach out and know that you are not alone yeah
0: <laughs> well, that touched my heart um, <laughs> no. and i agree fully our worth is inherent and yes. uh, the idea that it's tied to productivity is a malicious lie um Thank you guys so, so much. I really appreciate it. And to my audience, I love you. Bye.